Hello, and welcome to the Good Shepherd Weekly. My name is Paige Cheater, and I lead worship here at Good Shepherd with my husband, Michael. Our goal for this podcast is to help our community connect with the Lord throughout the week. Today, I will read out of Colossians. At its simplest interpretation, the book of Colossians is a book about Christian maturity. We see Paul say in chapter 1, Just as you received Christ Jesus as Lord, continue to live your lives in Him. In other words, our salvation is just the starting point. Paul is saying, let's continue on. The verses I want to read are in chapter 3, verses 5 through 15. Therefore, consider the members of your earthly body as dead to immorality, impurity, passion, evil desire, and greed, which amounts to idolatry. For it is because of these things that the wrath of God will come upon the sons of disobedience. And in them you also once walked when you were living in them. But now you also put them all aside, anger, wrath, malice, slander, and abusive speech from your mouth. Do not lie to one another, since you laid aside the old self with its evil practices, and have put on the new self, who is being renewed to a true knowledge according to the image of the one who created him, a renewal in which there is no distinction between Greek and Jew, circumcised and uncircumcised, barbarian, Scythian, slave, and freeman, but Christ is all and in all. So, as those who have been chosen of God, holy and beloved, put on a heart of compassion, kindness, humility, gentleness, and patience, bearing with one another and forgiving each other, whoever has a complaint against anyone. Just as the Lord forgave you, so also should you forgive. Beyond all these things, put on love, which is the perfect bond of unity. Let the peace of Christ rule in your hearts, to which indeed you were called in one body, and be thankful. Paul spends time before these verses explaining how we've gained our true status in Christ. The way he lays it out reminds me of acts in a play, one after another, the plot thickening until the climax that Jesus brought. I feel like it's important to include a summarized version of what Paul said. And it's this, we have a brand new self, a new nature, clean, untouched, fresh. Jesus provides this new nature for us because of his death, where he disarmed powers and the authorities, forgave our sins, and made us alive through his resurrection, thus birthing our new self that is being renewed in knowledge in the image of its creator. I'd like to say that our new nature is the truest thing about us. There are plenty of true things that describe us, but as Christians, our new nature is our new identity. Paul says this too. There is not Gentile or Jew, circumcised or uncircumcised, etc. In other words, what most defines us is our new nature in Christ. After he describes the ways in which the Colossians used to walk, he encourages them to now put off these things, anger, rage, malice, slander, and abusive speech. I think it's interesting the way this list is compiled, beginning with anger and inward disposition and progressing to its drawn out and practical effect. In this case, as the NASB says, abusive speech. This doesn't mean we suppress our anger. It's a healthy thing to investigate why we feel certain things. The Bible says to ponder the path of your feet so that your way will be established. But it does mean we stop the progression of the things listed. Part of creatively dealing with the earthly nature and its subsequent growth is realizing that it simply doesn't give the orders. 
our new nature does. Our self that is ruled by the flesh was put off when we came to Christ. The truest part of us, our identity in Christ, is the garment we now wear. The beautiful thing about our new nature compared to our old nature is that it's being renewed day by day. 1 Corinthians 4.16 N.T. Wright says it this way, This metaphor of taking off clothes does not mean simply the making of good resolutions or promises to behave differently. It is the action, itself the reflex, of God's action and grace by the Spirit, of leaving one family or household and moving lock, stock, and barrel into another, where a different rule of life is. What's interesting about this entire subject is how easy it can be to fall into religiosity and having an appearance of wisdom, but lacking changed desires. Paul covers that too in chapter 2. We don't seek an appearance of wisdom by following human rules or throwing off restraint and forgetting the hope we have to become like Christ. We seek Him, and then we watch as He adds the following virtues to our life, compassion, kindness, humility, gentleness and patience we begin to bear with one another and forgive one another and lastly we put on love without love the virtues are unbalanced love binds together as we come to jesus today and desire to pattern our lives after him i want to remind us of the image of jesus in the gospels a man that knew people's contexts and he knows yours too evelyn underhill says it like this It is a remarkable note of the Gospels that they make clear to us how many different ways our Lord had of saying the same thing, how he met each type on its own ground and was satisfied to ask some to find the Father through the contemplation of the lilies, while of others was demanded self-stripping. Let's pray. Jesus, we want to be like you. Thank you for the new nature that you've given to us. Thank you that we walk in newness of life. And God, we want to put off the things that are in our earthly nature. God, today we put on love. Today we put on compassion. Today we put on patience and gentleness, kindness. God, thank you that every day you are renewing us Thank you that we're not the same as we were yesterday. God, your grace truly is enough. Thank you for the work that you do in our lives. In Jesus' name, amen.